when you're so high up above the ground, um, there is a bit of a fear, but also too, it was just quiet and beautiful walking through. You can hear echoes of broken glass, the decay where things are falling apart and also with overgrowth. It's like nature's taking back. I just fell in love with it. Hi, I'm Claire, founder of Open Stage Arts Drama and Singing Classes for Adults. Lots of the adults who come to our classes and online events are looking for a creativity that has been put on the back burner during their sensible grown-up years. I have found this to be true among other creatives too, so I've decided to find out more about the painters, photographers, writers, printmakers, actors, crafters, teachers, musicians and more that have found or refound their creativity later in life. For this episode, I'm speaking with Adriana, who, after having a bad day at work, went out and bought a camera. The subject matter of her photography might surprise you, and her pursuit of that is a creative journey in itself. Hi, Adriana. Hello. Hi there. Your newfound creativity revolves around something called urbex. What is urbex? Well, urbex is urban exploration. People explore abandoned buildings and take videos, sometimes take photos. Um, Some people go alone, but it's not recommended. And, you know, most people explore with other explorers. Fascinating. Let's go back a bit. Did the arts have an impact on your life when you were growing up? Uh, Yes. Um, I feel that, you know, I've always been more of a creative person. I used to write poetry. Um, I did a lot of sketching when I was younger. Um, I love music. And, you know, I've just always been interested in um, different types of art. I don't ever study anybody else's art. I've just tried to be creative on my own. And I've always been interested in architecture back as a child and, you know, grew up around really big structures, especially structures that were abandoned in town that, you know, just fascinated me. Yeah. Once you left school, how did your life develop? Um, Well, I, I had a child very young. And so I just, you know, learned how to, you know, take care of uh, me and him. And so I started in the healthcare field. From there, you know, my creativity had kind of lagged a little bit because I was just doing everyday, day-to-day life um, and just stopped exploring interest just to keep up with, you know, day-to-day life. Yeah, so so then at what point... Did you, were you able to to change that? So at what point did you decide you would explore your interest in architecture further by purposefully going out to photograph abandoned buildings? When my son started getting older, I found that I could be more independent. You know, he had found his own interest and I started to be able to explore my own interest. And I had, um, I was at my nine to five and I was having a very bad day and I just realized that I wasn't pursuing my passions 
and I've always been interested in photography, but never, you know, never had the ability to pursue it. So that day changed a lot. Um, I went out and got my very first camera and literally just started driving on the road and looking at places that I can photograph. And I just fell in love with it. Tell me about some of the things you see and you experience in the places that you visit. When I go to an abandoned building, especially when I'm alone, I feel very connected um, to the structures. And I mean, there's a sense of peace and calming, especially when you have no one around, you can feel like a connection. Um, I've explored you know, schools and walking down hallways and imagining what it used to be like when it had so so much life in it. Um, And now it's just quiet and you can hear the echoes and it's, it's just beautiful. And then you can see also like the decay and where things are falling apart and also with overgrowth, um, weeds, and it's like nature's taking back. I've learned to explore and play around with my camera. And um, my low angles are one of the things that I feel that is different from others. I, I purposely love to take low angle shots. Um, it's just, you can see more of the decay. And I mean, <sighs> Um, sometimes it gets a little scary. So we take, you know, try to take somebody when I know it might be dangerous, like climbing stairs in the silos where they're partially decayed and definitely don't want to fall through, but it's getting so much more thriving. So do you, do you meet other explorers sometimes when you're by chance? I mean, when you're out Yes, I have met, um, I've ran into more explorers when we're out. It's kind of like an understanding. Sometimes we don't even need to speak. You just put up a hand, like, you know, to acknowledge you're both friendly. And then we just go on our business and on our way. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned the schools. And generally, I can imagine you must get a feel for what, happened in that building previously do you kind of invent stories do you look into the history the social aspect of those buildings yes um I have researched some of the buildings that I've been in sometimes it's hard to find history um especially in a very small town that has a population of 200 it's hard to research history but I have walked into buildings that I've researched and known when they were built and how long they were in service. Um, what's the reason why they went abandoned? Have they tried to been restored? There is a baseball field that I've been to and had been restored three times and still ended up becoming abandoned once again due to financial issues or um, just not enough, you know, enough people visiting and stuff like that. But sometimes it's a little disheartening. 
especially when you know that it could thrive or it's the built and the quality and the beauty of it. And it's just sitting there for nature to take back. Yeah, I guess it could be quite sad. How do you find and gain access to the to the abandoned buildings that you photograph? Honestly, um, since I wasn't really connected when I first started exploring, driving around has really been um, the main my main resource. I've drove you know two to three hours just looking, driving through small towns and just. I mean, just exploring on my own. I've looked things up because some places are more well-known, but to be more, you know, frank, it's just putting myself out there and literally just driving and stopping. And I've talked to some locals as well, and I, I try to get feedback from them. But honestly, it's just on my own. Yeah. Do you ever have problems accessing uh, well, I definitely do not access a place I cannot walk into or um, I don't break anything to enter. Uh, there's, you know, kind of a rule, an unspoken rule about if you just can't access it, you don't, you know, you don't take anything and you don't leave anything. You just, you know, if you can get in, you just snap pictures, but you don't take anything and you don't break anything. Uh, I don't condone graffiti or anything like that sure what do you think you've learned about photography and composition from these explorations well I definitely learned um, manual shots are always better Uh, don't want to put on auto because the pictures may fall flat Um, I've learned rule of thirds and not to center on a specific thing and Also, you know, I've seen a lot of my own growth just looking back from when I first started um, taking photos to now. Yeah. So you haven't you've you've learned this all organically. You've kind of taught yourself. You haven't gone off to photography courses. No, I haven't. Um, I find that you can be more creative if you just kind of pick things up on your own. I mean, I want to learn more structured things, but as of now, I literally just kind of teach myself on what angles are better and, you know, how colors may change things and what way the sun may be pointing. Um, All those play a factor into if a picture is going to stand out or if it's just going to look like a picture. Yeah, brilliant. That's the the technical side of things. What about the personal, emotional side? What have you have you noticed changes in yourself from the time of starting this creative exploration? I feel that it's changed my everyday life. Uh, I feel more fulfilled. It's it's very different when you pursue something you're passionate about um, as opposed to just um, something with an income. You build a relationship with, you know, your passion and um, your subjects. And it's just more, you know, I have more peace. I'm more controlled. I'm more satisfied. I mean, I have more confidence. People ask me now to 
take portraits and I'm more comfortable with that um, because they, they enjoy my photography and they feel comfortable with me um, taking photos of them and their families. Thanks for listening and I hope you're enjoying this episode and gaining some value from it. If you do, perhaps you'd like to contribute a small monetary sign of appreciation, either by becoming a regular supporter from as little as $3 per month using the link in the show notes, or if you're listening on a value-for-value-enabled app such as Fountain, TrueFans or Podverse, feel free to send over a few sats. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I love sharing my guests' stories with you, but podcasting isn't cheap. There are hosting fees and software costs, tech to buy and time to invest in planning and editing to make sure the guests sound great and listeners hear the best content. If you'd like to financially support Creativity Found, please visit ko-fi.com slash creativityfoundpodcast. Now back to Adriana, who's telling us about her portraits. I started off with like friends just asking me, oh, do you think you can do this? And uh, now people actually call to to book me for events. I mean, I've I've taken photos of a, a birthday party for a dog as well. And that, <laughs> that was pretty fun and interesting. Um I mean, especially when you get to get paid for what you enjoy doing. Speaking of which, how does how does this fit in with your role still in the healthcare um, department, still as a as a mother? How do you manage to be able to do both things? Well, I mean, it's just spare time. I literally. Um, anytime I have had available on my own, um, sometimes my son has explored with me. So we try to connect on that level as well, um, finding interest in my interest. He has now, he appreciates it. And sometimes he comes along on road trips. I started just having any time on my own, I would look more either on developing my skill or finding a location. Um, it has been you know it started off as a small hobby hobby and now it's kind of turning into a bit of a career and you know so it's it's just finding the time yeah Adriana tell me about some of your most interesting or most exciting or the favorite buildings that you have visited and, and a bit about why you like them so much when I first started exploring, one of the places I've gained access to was a grain silo. And the reason why I find it probably one of my favorite locations is because I have a death fear of heights. And I was able to overcome that to be able to see a view that probably no one has seen before or a few who have ventured off. It has been like one of my greatest experience because when you're so high up above the ground, um, there is a bit of the fear, but also too, it was just quiet and beautiful. Um, Walking through, you can hear echoes of broken glass. 
I mean, it, that one has probably been my favorite exploration, even though it was early on. But I've also explored this one building that ha was halfway collapsed. And I walked into a room that kind of looked like um, it had chains coming down from the ceiling and it had um, an exam table for, and that one was kind of creepy, but it was one of my favorite explorations as well, kind of because of the chill creepy factor, but the access was so easy. I literally walked into the building and that room was on the left. And I mean, you can see the sun shining through because um, it was halfway collapsed, but it was still very beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. You started a Facebook group that now has more than 13,000 members. Tell me about, tell me more about that group and what happens there. When I first started this group, it was because um, of the passion of abandons. And I have been in a few groups on Facebook. Um, it is called Texas Forgotten and Abandoned. Um, I started it just because I wanted a little outlet of my own and to grow the community. But I never imagined um, that I would get the traction I did. Somebody joined. And after that, within weeks, I was getting, you know, 20, then 50 um, requests. And then all of a sudden it started becoming like almost daily that I would get you know, around 50 requests and now it's grown um, to where it is. And people interact and we all um, share our photos and give each other encouragement and, you know, just try and, you know, grow the group as a community. And it's Texas specifically, but I do let people post um, out of Texas on um, Saturdays. <laughs> I like that on Saturdays. <laughs> uh, so people like people are sharing their histories, are they? Or asking questions about things they've seen? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, people um, ask questions about uh, what have you encountered? Um, people relate to other people if they've explored um, the same structures. We try not to give out too much locations just because of vandalism and and things like that. But so um, we try to keep the details um, minimized, but uh, we definitely share on that aspect, especially if we viewed the same thing others have viewed. Yeah. It's just a different perspective and everyone's perspective is different and everyone's photos are different. So it's, it's kind of exciting to see another person's point of view. If you've been in that structure um, and you just never even seen that area or that angle, I mean, people's, you know, individuals' perspectives are are quite interesting. Yeah. Speaking of which, you've mentioned to me before that you you do also take time to look at the spaces without the camera or rather not from behind the lens. Does that give you a different outlook? Yes. So I try to take in moments as well because I don't want to just look at the photos. I want to remember the structures without the lens and just have a personal memory. And so sometimes I have walked through and take either minimal pictures or just stop to absorb the atmosphere and just a different perspective as well, besides just the photos. It sounds like quite a mindful thing to do to actually stop and look. 
Oh yeah, definitely. It's again, like we venture out into places that people don't normally get to. Um, so that's what the photos are. So people could see, but also too, it's just, I mean, it's a different perspective and to absorb the atmosphere of what once was or what its current state is. And just to, you know, take the time to see things that, you know, that that's the whole point of the visit itself, not just to show other people, but because you want to, you want to see and explore and have this vision and that others just don't have the opportunity. So, I mean, it's not just about the photos or telling its story. It's learning it on your own. Yeah, it sounds amazing. You are based in Texas. Um, have you traveled further afield? Do you hope to travel further afield? Uh, I do want to travel. Uh, I kind of want to travel across the nation uh, here in America. But after, you know, I conquer what I feel is fit, then I want to explore outside of the country and visit, you know, other monuments or, you know, explorations or structures, um, not just pertaining to um, Texas or America. I do like other countries because the vandalism changes Um, here in Texas specifically. Sometimes it's just not as respectful as other um, countries are to their abandoned buildings. So we get a lot of graffiti and broken glass is another main thing. Any glass that is, um, is in these structures are usually broken, but I've seen in, um, other explorers videos and pictures you know untouched structures that don't have any of that type of vandalism towards them and I would really like to explore something like that wow yeah so travel for the future would be an ideal what other plans or goals do you have for the future I I really would like to Uh, create a book with my photos in it that maybe like in a coffee house um, accessed um, so people could read maybe a magazine. Um, I also want to put my photos up for purchase and do like posters. I'm not really wanting to um, pursue my career, my current career. Um, I would like to more pursue photography and be able to make a passion a career as well a book I think would be wonderful I could see that would be something that I would want to just dip into Um, it would be amazing there are many many podcasts out there it's difficult to know where to start so I like to ask my guests for their recommendations you're welcome So podcasts I like and that I would recommend is uh, called Let's Not Me. I like it because it kind of gives you people's perspectives of encounters that um, either creep them out or um, these are usually based on personal experiences. Um, So they're usually um, true stories about um, an encounter or a possible encounter that may have been um, something that 
is not expected or um, could have been dangerous. But yeah, it's, it keeps me on my toes, um, definitely, especially when exploring. Um, uh, it gives you some ideas of what things may that can happen that you just don't, <laughs> that is unexpected. <laughs> ah, sounds really interesting. How can people connect with you? Urban.exploration07 is both my uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, I also have a website as well, and my website is inexplore, uh, I-N-X-P-L-O-R dot wordpress.com. You can contact me personally there or on my Facebook or Instagram, and I do respond pretty quickly. I am able to be booked as well for portraits. If you contacted me on any of those um, social medias, I can definitely work out of time that's been fascinating thank you ever so much thank you um i definitely appreciate you having me on no problem creativity found is an open stage arts production if you are listening on apple podcasts please feel free to subscribe rate and review if you would like to help fund future episodes you can buy us a coffee That's KO-FI, the online platform that helps creators receive financial support from fans of their work. Visit KO-FI.com slash creativityfoundpodcast. If you have found your creativity as an adult and would like to talk to me for future episodes, drop me a line at claire at openstagearts.co.uk. On Instagram or Facebook, follow at creativity found podcast where you will find photos of our contributors artworks and be kept abreast of everything we're up to in my travels as host of the creativity found podcast and founder of creativityfound.co.uk i have heard it all All the reasons for not starting a creative pastime and all the excuses you tell yourself so you don't take that, often scary, first step to getting creative. That's why I've made a new exclusive bonus episode of the Creativity Found podcast, where I illustrate the barriers and fears that everyone faces when they decide they want to try a new, in this case creative, endeavour. This unique episode is only available to subscribers and features advice from professional artists and crafters that have all felt scared, lacked confidence and been a bit rubbish and want to help you to get past your concerns and get started with getting creative. Simply visit creativityfound.co.uk slash contact, sign up to our mailing list and you'll receive your exclusive podcast episode.